The Ectoplasm Show is brought to you by North KC's Big Rip Brewing Company. Lighten up dark matter, have a craft beer. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Ectoplasm Show. My name is Josh Hurd, and joining me is my good pal, partner in crime, Mr. Jason Kupsik. What is up, sir? Got a lot of crazy stories this week, I think. Do you? A lot of weird shit going down. Weird ones, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So what's new? Oh, just working and... Playing in a conference? Well, everything's pretty much finalized for the conference. Nice. Just uh, trying to get tickets sold. So now it's just time to sell them tickets. <clears throat> have people been buying? Yeah, people have been buying, but Good. you know, we always use more sales. Well, yeah, dude. Absolutely. That's freaking cool, though. Freaking cool. Where can uh, where can the peeps the good peeps go get their tickets for the KC Pair? Uh, KansasCityPairCon dot net. There it is, folks. Go get your tickets. You'll actually save some money if you get those tickets now, uh, as opposed to at the door too. So go snatch them up. It's gonna be a great time. Yeah, if we like you, we might pull you in an interview for the show. Ooh, that's a that is a damn fine idea. I well, like. We gotta that. like you. So. <clears throat> yeah, but you can't suck. Um, <laughs> uh, you know who I'd like to interview? Who's that? Never mind. I'm not even getting into it. I'm not going to get no, into it. No, come on. Nope. No, no, no. You started it. Here's you a, okay. it. I would like to interview the uh, the peeps that gave the one-star review due to cussing. That's who I would like to interview. I don't think they're listening anymore. No, probably not, because I told them not to. But I'd be like, question number one, why such a cock? <laughs> oh, my God. But, yeah, whatever. I'm tired, man. Freaking tired and grumpy. Yeah? Mm-hmm. California, or not California, wherever you went, didn't treat you well? No, oh, they treated me great, actually. Um, it was just the red-eye flight home and getting up. You went and- to L.A., but where would you go from L.A.? From L.A., excuse me, goodness gracious. Then we went to Virginia City, Nevada. And we investigated uh, the old Washoe Club, which is a very, very active location. But then it was really cool because we also got to stay in uh, the Miner's Cabin, which is super, super haunted, um, which was awesome that we got to, you know, sleep there or whatever. Um there was one strange occurrence that happened during the uh, my time at the Washoe Club. And What's I that? well, I snuck off. I, I pulled a coopsick, okay? So like <laughs> I snuck off by myself. And I went up to the third floor of the Washoe Club. And I went back to this one room that I had been to before three years prior. Um, and I wanted to just sit in that room because I had some weird things go on. Um, I'm sitting there. 
on this little couch or whatever that they had. Now, up on the third floor, is reported that was the uh, the Millionaire's Club. That was where basically the brothel was, okay? So um, the gentleman who had the money or whatever would go up there, get themselves a hooker, and do whatever. So regardless, I'm sitting there, and I'm asking questions. I had my FLIR camera going, like the whole nine. And I feel a pressure and um, it felt like I was being grabbed. I'll, I'll put it that way. Now, it was where I was getting grabbed that really got my attention. So now you can use your imagination, everybody at home. And now you could pretty much, uh, pretty much deduce where I was getting grabbed. Now, that wasn't the most interesting part. Because it was fascinating to me because it was super quick. But then I started to hear what sounded like crying. Um, like hysterical female crying. To the point where I thought it was one of the uh, the attendees of this event that we were having. Uh, now, do you think it was crying? Was crying better than laughing? Was it crying know. because it was disappointed? Probably. Most likely. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to say yes. <laughs> but anyway... So it was it was interesting because the crying that I was hearing like it was it was so <clears throat> so real. Um like I instantly got up because the first thing that went through my head was oh my god somebody needs help. Um uh, somebody's in trouble or whatever and you know I'm one of the people that was helping put on this event. I thought I should probably go check that shit out, right? Um so I got up real quick and started walking out trying to follow this noise and it stops instantaneously stops um there were other people that were on the same third floor as i was certainly within earshot they didn't hear anything at all went down to the second level uh asked some people around down there they heard nothing so i i still don't have an explanation as to the 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 crotch grabbing and then the immediate crying that that followed um but yeah like nobody was hurt nobody was in trouble or anything like that which thank god anyway but um i don't know it left me scratching my head that's for sure but that's pretty much the only personal experience i had at the washoe club this time so but yeah you still there buddy yeah i'm here did you see anybody famous when you were in L.A. sitting in the airport? No. Not like last no. time. <laughs> no, last time I was sitting in Sacramento Airport, and uh, that's when I met, uh, what's his name, Bernie Sanders. Got to meet that dude. Oh, yeah? Yeah. It was just real quick, you know. Babe. What did he say to you? Just hi. <laughs> this was back. Now, this is back when there were still, like, 18,000 candidates running for president of the United States. So this was quite a while ago. Seems like it would it, it wouldn't be very impressive to me. No. No. I just politicians in general. Just eh, it is what it is. So yeah, I wanted to mention own. here before we get started. Um, yeah, a few of our friends' podcasts that I've been listening to lately. 
for people to go check out if they haven't. The Perspective podcast is Shaggy and the whole paranormal guys. Actually, they're not the paranormal guys anymore. They're the paraholics. Right, right. They have a new podcast. I think they're on episode three or so. Um, go check them out. Uh, it's the whole crew. It's not just Shaggy and J-Lo like their old podcast. Uh, go check out Until Dawn podcast. That's the Pittmans. That's um, Felicia and Coy. They're on episode eight. Nice. Go check out their show. And go check out Breakers podcast. It's a, a fictional podcast. And it's... Um, I wouldn't call... It's not zombie. It's more some disease comes and wipes out half the people and they're in the aftermath. That's it's pretty badass. Guy. And they're on the fourth episode of that. Nice. Of those shows as well as uh, all of our friends over at the Pod Bros. Absolutely. Podbros.com. Podbros.com. Hell yeah, brother. Good stuff. Good stuff. All right. Are you ready to... Uh, Ready to hop into this? This craziness? All right. Hit me. (laughs) China starts 200-day simulation of living on another planet. What? We have these here, too, but... Do we really? This is awesome. uh, The U.S. This comes from Engadget.com. Uh, the U.S. definitely doesn't have a monopoly on long-term simulations of living on another planet. Four university students in Beijing have become or begun a 200-day isolation experiment. Lunar Palace 365. I don't know why they named it 365 if they're only going to be in there for two days or 200 <laughs> days. But anyways, oh, that's great. Where uh, they'll live solely on the resources they would have on the moon or Mars. That means generating life-giving oxygen from plants, recycling urine to produce drinking water, and otherwise making the most of limited supplies. As with other tests, the bigger challenges may be psychological. The students will have daily tasks to keep them motivated, but they'll be they'll still be living in a tiny space cut off from their friends and family for the better part of the year. Now, wow. yeah, they wouldn't have physical interaction... But wouldn't they have, you know, video or, or audio interaction with people? I would think. I mean, um, you would think they'd be able to, I don't know, Skype or something. I mean, we were something. able to watch the people on the moon in exactly. the 60s if we really went there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, <laughs> That's a good point. That's a good we point. We were able to <laughs> see pictures from Mars. Yes, so it may take yes. a little while. It may not be interaction where it's instant. But, but no, that could be. Uh, I don't know, man. What uh, What are your thoughts on this? Um, like, would you do something like? See, this? that's what I was just wondering, man. Like, I don't know if I would, or. I mean, I'm sure I would. However, you know, I've also got, you know, I've got a wife. I've got uh, two kids that are young. Um, I mean, let's be honest here. Even me, just like jumping ship here for the last four days was, you know, trying. It was difficult. You know, I don't think I could last 200 days. That'd drive me nuts, man. Let's bring them along. Yeah, there you go. 
They'll keep you entertained. Oh, shit. They might break something <laughs> in the simulated planet. You might break something. <laughs> oh, so now my question is this. Like, they're trying to simulate life or, or living or colonizing on another planet. Do they say specifically which planet? It's on, on the moon or, okay. or Mars okay, is what they say. Because I'm like, um, I know that's pretty much the only two that we've ever talked about. Is, is the moon? It also says it tests um, how people will react to going without sunlight for a significant stretch of time. But oh, wouldn't shit. they be able to have access to sunlight? I mean, yeah, it's called a window. Yeah, <laughs> even our, our ships now have yeah, windows. Exactly. And huh. so maybe that's maybe. Maybe they just want to stick people in tubes and see what happens. Yeah, I was just thinking this. Like, maybe it's just part of the uh, the experiment itself. You know, how long can somebody go without uh, without sunlight before they, you know, go caca duty crap crazy or something? I I'm sure that's already been tested plenty of times. I'm sure you're right. This is amazing. I mean, oh. the. the Japanese and the Nazis and us have done all kinds of crazy tests on people. That is the truth. Yeah, and it's one hundred percent fact now. You know, I mean, that's there was that um, facility in Japan during World War II that would actively freeze people to death. Holy and, shit! Like, stick their arms out and cover their arms in water and see how long their arms would last until they were frozen. Wow! And they would actually stack people up, rolled up in like straw mats, and tied up and like stack them and like do all kinds of crazy stuff. They would uh, infect people, and oh no! What they, another thing they would do is test how close you can be to an explosion and and still survive. And they right. would use prisoners for these tests. Damn. They would tie them up and have an explosion, and if they survived, they'd move them out a little or move them in a little bit wow. and do it again. Wow. So we actually got all of that data in Project Paperclip. Yeah. It was also part of Project... Not a lot of people know that we also got a bunch from the Japanese and nobody was ever prosecuted for any of that. Nobody. Or no war crime things were ever brought up for that. Oh. That Doesn't that make your stomach turn? It's weird. Yeah, we... I mean... That people are able it, to I get away with I think it was because it was little known. Like, it was yeah. one, one or two... I don't know how many facilities it was, but it wasn't as well known as what the Rush or what the Germans were doing. Wow, that's amazing! Just freaking amazing. Well, I tell you what, though, like you know, whoever or wherever—I mean—they're doing these these experiments, these simulations, or what have you. Like, I wish them the best of luck. Wish them the best. I I probably it probably wouldn't be for me. Would you do it? No, I don't think so. NASA was doing those ones for a little while there where you had to stay in bed for like a month or two. Yes, yes. Now, weren't they paying pretty good moolah for that, though? Oh, I'm sure. I think they were. I think there was a pretty hefty payout for that, just for lying on your ass. I don't know if it would be more than what you would get from a job, though. Could you imagine? Yeah, you're right. But, I mean, you're also just laying in bed, which is kind of like the goal, you know, for a lot of people out there. 
Uh, I mean, how stir crazy would you get? You just want to stand up. Are you up, kidding me? Or at least it, sit up for. If I was lying in that bed with like nothing to do, like I, oh, dude, I would freak. After well, maybe they had two stuff hours to do, they just yeah. couldn't get up. They weren't supposed to get up. Two hours tops for me. I'd be completely screwed. No way to do it. No way I could do it. I don't know what the hell. Um, heard a cute little story, and I read through uh, some stuff. I can't find it anywhere, so I'm just going to kind of shoot from the hip here. But our pal, uh, Alex Jones, you know? Yeah, I was talking to, about Alex Jones with the guy at work today for a little really? while. He listens to Does Alex he? Jones' whole show every day. We, and uh, this, this might yeah, be, he, uh, he, he, he also feels that Alex Jones is pretty crazy but finds it very entertaining, which he definitely is. For sure. And uh, like I was telling him that mo- a, a lot, not I can't say all or most, but a lot of the stuff he talks about is actually based in fact. He's just over the top. He's insanely over the top. I mean, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Um, so apparently uh, him and his wife uh, are, are getting a divorce or going through a divorce or regardless. Um, it's a shitty situation regardless. But now uh, I believe his wife is taking him to court, you know, for, for custody of, of their child. Yeah, I've seen and, this. Yeah. And she's going to be using basically, you know, clips from his show. Um, to basically kind of dig his own grave, so to speak. Like, look how crazy this motherfucker is, and do you really want my kid to be with him, you know, full time? Like, no, no judge in the right mind would do that, you know. So that's basically her, uh, her defense right there. Is he's fucking crazy. He's a whack job, and so she's gonna bring all these bits and clips and things like that to present. Well, and he's signed but, and stated. that it's all a show. It's all for entertainment. Bingo. So this is my point. Okay? This this is what floored me here, is the fact that he said exactly what you said. Number one, this is for entertainment. Number two, um, this is a character that I'm playing. I'm like, huh. A character that you're playing. So, in other words, you're fucking, you're an actor. You're basically an actor. Um, what really sucks and what's really kind of sad about the whole thing is, yeah, the things that he talks about, yeah, sure. Does it make you sound like a fucking crackpot? Absolutely. Absolutely it does. But well, it's his, time, it's his crazy crying and bingo. yelling and bingo. stuff that's worse. Right. So if that's the character, maybe he needs to tone it back a little bit. Here's where it sucks, though. The people that listen to him on the daily and the people that cannot see through that, can't see through a character and can't just take in content, basically, um, and decipher for themselves, I think he calls them sheeple, doesn't he? Um, So people like that, for example, they're not going to know this. Now, they're basically like he's feeding them full of horse shit and they have no clue. That's terrible. Like, it just goes to show, like, this is the kind of world that we live in now. Like, even uh, the people presenting news or or fake news or whatever the fuck you want to call it are just complete, just talking heads. The exact people that he talks out on, he's exactly the same thing. It's hilarious to me. I'm like, I, I just want 
Uh, ultimately, I think Alex Jones should just probably go away. Like, forever. <laughs> but yeah, interesting stuff, my friend. Interesting shit. I don't know. I, I, maybe he's past his... No, he's fucking I don't, lying see, the thing to is, is, That's the as thing. As crazy like, as he is, I don't think... But it's he implied can put that, that crazy he's not... back in the bottle. He can no. say, "Oh, it was a character." Right, but that's just it. Like revert. it's implied, and it's never stated once that this is for entertainment purposes only. It's never fucking said that. It never no. does say that. People are taking this as just a very passionate guy, a very passionate guy. Uh, that well, it was predominantly on, on the our right, show on the right. that yeah. said that if he was that. Alex Jones told him that if he was on the air or still relevant in five years in the nine, late nineties, he 90s. told Tenny this, that he was bought. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty crazy stuff. But I mean, even so like Alex Jones and again, now I'm talking about the real Alex Jones, not the, not the actor guy that you're basically watching. Like it sucks that he's going through a divorce. He's going through a custody battle, but he's like, Look, this is just a character that I'm playing on TV for fuck's sake. Like this is like he's like I'm a member of a country club for fuck's sake. Like he's but how like, do I'm you a convince the judge that it's a character? I don't know. Like there unless you could come up with some kind of a a contract or maybe show notes or something of that nature. Um Maybe but, but you still, bring your executive producer in. I don't gonna know. Have somebody dude. follow him around and I, see how exactly. different he is when he's not exactly. in the studio. I just it's it's a shitty situation. So then for how him do you know in. he's not acting outside of Bingo. the studio? Bingo. That's what like that's always my thing. I'm like it's never, the same thing between you and I. But it's like never date for, for an you actor. and I. We're not as crazy as him. <laughs> But yeah, uh, what if our is, wives wanted to take off and they said, look look what he said on the show. That's a good point. That's a good point. <laughs> My husband believes the world, oh, earth may be flat. He says it can be proven that it's not. <laughs> look at this crazy guy. He can't take care of a teenager. Well, here's, here's the good news, pal. So, like, if that ever does happen, we have this cute little thing that we could literally just wipe out any... Any episode that has ever been put out there, there would be the ectoplasm would show would just like blink out of existence, <laughs> and hopefully there'd be no trace. I don't know. Oh my god, man, that's a very good point. It's a valid point. You know, even if we deleted the feed, oh, it's still be, on Pod Bros. I like it. Be and I, I'm sure it's still in other feeds and stuff too that wouldn't yeah. get erased. Yeah, we'd just be screwed, buddy. Yeah, I'm sorry. We'd have hey. We can move in together. We can share a cell in the FEMA camp <laughs> when they come because we can't make ourselves disappear from them either. Oh, shit. That's great. Oh, that's great. <laughs> uh, I think when this whole mess is sorted out, you and I should get an apartment together. <laughs> <laughs> oh, buddy, that was good. It was good stuff. <laughs> Shit. Fun times, pal. Well, you want some more good stuff? I would love it. Yeah, hit me. Hit me. Scientists now believe the universe itself may be conscious. Whoa. Serious. This is from a, a, a website called Awareness Act. 
Facebook.com. I'm not I'm not sure on the legitimacy. I didn't look through the entire website, but let's just read the story and see what it says. Yeah. A new scientific concept has recently come to light, which scientists are calling panpsychism. Panpsychism says the universe could be capable of consciousness which could change everything. For quite some time, scientists have been working to understand the universe, where it came from, and why we are here. However, they have often come up short until now. The scientist responsible for such a notion is Gregory Matloff, and his ideas are shocking, to say the least. I don't know why? if they're that shock. I mean, they're not shocking to me. Why is that name familiar, though? Has I've he done had something this exact else? thought okay. on the show. Huh. I've mentioned before that we, when we were talking about simulations and stuff, yes. that we could just be a thought in a brain yes. of something. Absolutely. Um, anyways, according to Matloff, a physicist at New York City College of Technology, doesn't that sound like this, the, the college from Ghostbusters, the new one? <laughs> yeah. It's just like... <laughs> I don't know. It's probably a pretty good college. I'm sure. Uh, in his recently published papers, or paper, humans could be like the rest of the universe in substance and in spirit. Futurism reported to a proto-conscious field could extend throughout all space. Basically, in layman's terms, the entire cosmos could be self-aware. Yes. Uh, says another supporter of panpsychism is Christoph Koch of the Allen Institute for Brain Science. He says that biological organisms are conscious because they approach a new situ or when they approach a new situation, they are able to change their behavior in order to thwart a bad situation. Due to this, he is trying to see if he can measure the level of consciousness in being or a being displays. Um, uh-huh. How does that translate to the universe? Right. Uh, the only dominant theory we have of consciousness says that it is associated with complexity. But this, well, that's the problem. We don't even understand our own consciousness. Bingo. We don't know where it comes from or how it got started or what actually sets our brains, if you want to just put it in that term, apart from other animals. That Sure, animals can be self-aware if you're you know, well, yeah, but of course. But I, I'm trying to think here, pal. Like, what is? Hmm, I think they're study when they study. Is it uh, the whole dark matter thing or black matter or whatever you want to call it? Um, and in it's being observed, it will not. Uh, it will not move, or it moves away. Now, it'll basically act upon its own and do what it's supposed to do when your back is turned. However, if you are observing it, then it does not do what it's supposed to. What well, is it's that? the what double is... slit experiment. Is that what it is? You're talking about. So that experiment, and this is just paraphrasing because I don't have it in front yeah, of me. Yeah, like, because I can't see it's, it. Um, so a photon or an atom or whatever it is they put through the slits will change what it does depending on if you view it or not okay and it it also it also changes what it had been so it's able to change the past so it's passing through a slit 
and then it passes through another one you observe it it changes what it had been before the the previous slit okay it's it's i mean it, I, it's all craziness and i don't have the exact thing in front of me but but then they're also suggesting you know that um, even water molecules and this is a proven thing like water molecules act differently towards certain emotions like if you are uh it, it reminds me of ghostbusters 2 when they're talking about when talking to the slime uh, the pink slime in Ghostbusters 2 where he's he's cuddling with it and he's saying supportive, nurturing things and all of this stuff and then it reacts in a positive way. However, when you are yelling at it and negative towards it constantly and just berating this over and over and over again, it has a negative effect. Well, it's very, very similar with water. And I didn't realize this was actually happening, but apparently there's this, like it's a very real thing that this does happen. I mean, I guess it's a similar situation to why people talk to their plants. You know what I mean? It's like, it's very, very interesting stuff, but it also lends itself to what you're talking about there. Like some overall consciousness that we're not quite there. We're not quite aware of necessarily. Yeah. It's fascinating. It'll make your head hurt. Well, yeah. Make your head hurt. Singing to plants and shit. Okay, so say we're just a thought in this conscious universe. Okay. How... What's the point of even asking the question of why if we'll never know? See, it's, it's the... This is just same with the paranormal yeah, stuff, and I get it. What though, if we never like, know? What if we never know? But see, this What's is the point just of doing it, right? Well, this is just me, though. Okay, if we were just simply a thought, or a thought process, or a string of thoughts, or what have you, in uh, in a laboratory or a brain or something of that nature, we would not have the ability to think like that we would not have the ability to even conjure up these questions uh, that drive us seemingly why, crazy why not you know what, what if saying? that creature's thoughts give us thought yeah. <laughs> like you know what i'm saying like i i just don't think we would even have that ability to to think for ourselves that's why i think that that's why i believe we there's something bigger than just that. Like, bigger than just some Petri dish. How would we somewhere. know that we are actually thinking and making up our mind? We don't. We don't, we we don't. don't know that we haven't made... Well, the but decision already, we make, the word that I'm about to say, wasn't already programmed into me. Yep. Because it's already been, like, predetermined or what have you. It's very interesting. But, like you said, it'll kind of drive you nuts thinking about that shit. So I would suggest people don't think about it too hard. <laughs> oh my goodness. What else we got, pal? I'm losing everything here. You don't have another one? No, I do. I have it here. Okay. I was just like losing all sorts of stuff. I don't like that. Alright. So, uh... This gentleman, uh, deathbed confessional here, CIA agent, uh, confesses, quote, we blew up World Trade Center 7 on 9-11. Which, I mean, 
we all saw World Trade Center Building 7 fall. We all saw it collapse. However, most people don't realize it fell uh, because it wasn't Building 1 and 2, the towers. It wasn't part of the towers necessarily. However, it was uh, it Building 7 did fall that day. Uh, very, very interesting. So it says, after being released... Uh, From a New Jersey hospital on Friday with only a few weeks left to live, 79-year-old Malcolm Howard, former CIA operative, uh, is telling all. Mr. Howard claims that he took part in a covert CIA operation in the controlled demolition of the World Trade Center 7 building on 9-11. Originally trained as a civil engineer, he became an expert in explosives uh, after being sought out by the CIA during the 80s, when he spent the next 36 years of his life working as a CIA operative. During his career, he gained extensive knowledge and experience in explosives, and he claims to have the ability to plant explosives in anything from a cigarette lighter to an 80-floor building. Um, very, very good stuff. Very interesting stuff. I mean, all we have to do, I'm guys, is we have to look... All you have to do is look at the footage itself. Uh, you can tell when when World Trade Center Building 7 did fall and collapse, it looked very controlled. Like, it did not they, look... They all like did. They, I'll give you that. I will give you that. They did. Um, even the noises you hear from inside of those buildings when you're watching the towers fall, you hear the explosions. You know, floor by floor. I am by curious. Floor. Um, yeah. To play devil's advocate yeah. against the possibility that okay. it was yeah. controlled. This is what makes us. Us. I'm curious about this guy. Um, As a person. Does he have any family left? Uh, that I don't know. Um, because if seeing... he was threatened with secrecy or whatever, well, why wouldn't that extend to his family? Is he putting his family in danger for talking about it? Let me see here. Two, if I was dying, I would make some shit up. Yeah, just, uh, just have uh, one more little bang to, why not? Uh, before, why not? before you check out. Yeah. Okay, so if he what's doesn't have any these, family, what's if I didn't have any family, like I'd make up all kinds of shit. Yep. Exactly. And then who's there to be ridiculed? But if he does have family, then that family might get ridiculed. Yeah, for sure. So it says, uh, claims that they brought down the buildings using a military-grade nanothermite composite uh, material like any other controlled demolition, he says. Yeah, the other problem is is anybody that has this theory is already claimed as crazy. Oh, so it doesn't sure, matter dude, how... I, see, I just don't understand why. Like, why is it that people like us, for example, um, and I'm not trying to throw you under the bus, buddy, I promise. Like, But, like, uh, people like me. How about that? <laughs> you, you see the footage of the World Trade Center falling, either building, any of those buildings falling, and it looks smooth. It's going straight down. Doom, 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 doom. Just one floor collapsing on top of another, collapsing on top of another, doing exactly as it's supposed to do. Um, it looks... <sighs> well, look, I went to school for architectural engineering. I didn't yeah. finish it. I didn't go on to do that. I am not saying that I am an expert. 
but you have, have more knowledge than the general well, person. I, I well, no, I, I'm, I'm not even going there necessarily. What I'm trying to say is, I've watched video of many different architectural engineers talk about how this is not how this building would have fallen and why had it been just listening? a plane. Why and they know what they're talking about because every single aspect of every building material is tested and run through specs and and run through all of these different things and they know how this stuff works. I mean, sure. it wouldn't be considered I know this this it wasn't built today, but right. there were still regulations when this was built. Oh sure. And sure. they had to keep it up to code and regulated. That was they know idea. how all of this stuff works. It's all safety regulated and tested so that I mean it's the law absolutely now here's my next question to you sir because this is just something that I have heard uh, in in the past or whatever uh, buildings like that buildings such as that are already um, somewhat to a certain extent wired for a controlled demolition that way when it is time for that building uh, to be decommissioned or what have you, uh, to be brought down. Uh, it's a smoother, easier process. Have you ever heard of something like that happening? Mm, I don't know about that, but my guess is is they could pro- possibly use what's already in the walls, wire-wise. Gotcha. It just Would be my ta- guess. And just kind that. of tap into that. Tap into those wires. Well, yeah, because you got to think about the amount of... Oh, shit. It'd electrical be, lines oh and, and other lines running throughout that building. It'd be ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Interesting stuff, man. I love it. But no, and honestly, you're most likely right. Um, if this guy does have three weeks left to live, um, maybe he's just trying to stir the shit pot a little bit. I mean, even if... I, you know, Honestly, me personally, if you ask yeah. me, I'm. I don't know if all of it was orchestrated, but it looks like it. Fuck uh, it the does, buildings man. were demo- demoed. It to really me. does. Uh, that being said, it doesn't really matter what anybody says about it because yeah. it's just going to be denied. And but why it doesn't matter how it? many people believe in it. But see, okay, this is what I don't understand, man. Like, why is it so easy to to laugh? And scoff this shit off. Why is that so easy when this evidence just keeps mounting to well, the I contrary? Mean, we know the NSA was watching us since so, who God knows who went. Exactly. You know? So we why know is this like, why is this so hard to there and, and people don't care. But I don't They may get care, that. but Yeah, they care. The thing is, is what are we gonna do about it? Yeah. What are we gonna do about it? See, and I think that right there, that thought right there, um, is is dangerous. No, it is. It's but dangerous because people. That's that's. I don't want to be a sounding, politician. I know. I fuck that. I'm <laughs> saying like, people feel defeated. People don't know how any steps to take to even overthrow or or to question their own local governments let alone the fucking federal government you know what i mean people don't know and so they just brush it off and say when well, people I'm stand just gonna up vote for, for this person uh the next election or i'm just gonna go vote for this person the next election but it doesn't fucking matter because no matter what it all just keeps continuing when people stand up for even the most mundane things, they aren't even conspiracies. They're just outside of the normal or different or 
it's just not what how things are. Sure. They're ridiculed. So, I mean, the, the stuff like this is never going to get traction. Yeah. When it comes to changing anything. True. I mean, I don't know the stats on who believes that even if we didn't have a hand in it, let's just say, right, sure. I wonder what the percentage of people that don't believe the full story, whatever it might be. Um, I still, I don't, I don't think it matters. One, we're sitting behind a microphone talking. I'm looking at you. You're looking at a picture of a girl with hairy armpits. Yeah. Um, we're not standing in front of, you're, at the conference, you're going to stand in front of maybe a few hundred people at the most. Um, and those are all people coming and they know what they're going to get. Would you sure. get up on stage in front of 100,000 people and start talking about 9-11 conspiracies? Would I? Yeah. Yeah, because it's fascinating. But what if it wasn't like a paranormal crowd? It was just a crowd. Um, I would probably kick it around just because me personally, I also enjoy stirring the proverbial shit it's more than just stirring the shit it's more like just open up for a minute and fucking think what if just think what if this were possible now let's look at some really cool shit that might lend itself to why this could actually be happening why this is more than possible and uh, more than plausible and it's just what's fucking happening you know Uh, just fucking crazy man absolutely crazy well the other question is and even if people do that which people do that yes it's like religion it's like politics yeah for sure you're not going to change anybody's mind not without an in-depth conversation one-on-one no no i mean and that's just it like people for the most part their their minds are made up um you know, and it's just it's it's a very odd thing. It's a very wor- weird world that we live in now. I just I don't know, man. It pisses me off, like it really does, because uh, I don't know. It pisses me off for many different reasons. I will say that, but just damn it, man. Damn it all. All right, let's get off that doom and gloom horse shit. What else we got? <laughs> Why don't we take a break hey. and play and I'll grab another beer. You're going to grab a beer? And then we'll get into something cool. Something like super cool or just kind of cool? Yeah, we'll save the rest of our doom and gloom at the end. Something <laughs> something super cool. Something super cool next. That sounds good. We'll talk to you guys soon. Come on back. Welcome to Paranormal Warehouse. Paranormal Warehouse is the ultimate social media website for paranormal investigators and researchers. Create a profile. Add friends. Upload video, audio, and photographic evidence. Discuss theories and techniques in the forum. Create a group for your team or find a team to join. Watch, listen, and comment on evidence uploaded by other users. Join today and support Paranormal Unity. It's free. Visit ParanormalWarehouse.com to join. Be sure to like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. We're waiting for you. 
Hey, this is Nock from the Geek Yogurt Podcast. Tune in every week as we discuss movies, TV, comics, and video games. We are on Podbean, iTunes, Satchel, or on your favorite podcast app. You can find us on Facebook or Twitter at Yogurt Podcast and weigh in on our weekly topics. All right, kids, we are back. Big thanks to our sponsors, Paranormal Warehouse, Geek Yogurt Podcast, the good peeps over Hysteria at- 51 can still go fuck themselves go. for now. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't have heard so a fun. response. I haven't I, listened. Well, they have They have this week. I think right. they record a couple weeks in advance, they too. Do. So, so it'll, it'll, be, it'll be fun to see what the next couple weeks brings, and we'll <laughs> give them their time. I um, haven't gotten a response on Facebook or anywhere else yet either. And I understand. From them, from people we have, a couple people <laughs> yeah, I've seen yeah. have responded to it. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> uh, in all honesty, though, we really do love the guys over at Hysteria 51. I, My personal favorite is Conspiracy Bot. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, he's a dick. I love, love love conspiracy bot he is my favorite uh and i know you and him have had your tiffs in the past i i realize <laughs> oh my goodness but yeah we do love the guys over at hysteria 51 however we we are in a war with them yes the battle a battle royale so to speak so so there we have it now you did say something about uh, some cool shit that you had uh, to talk about. What was that? I said you did say something about some cool shit that you oh, had yeah. to talk about. Oh yeah, scientists just teleported an object into space for the first time. Get the fuck out of here. Is this real? So, it's a little bit clickbaity, but it's still kind of cool. Okay. It, the, the the use of the word object is a little is quite stretched, but <laughs> this does come from time.com, time magazine. Okay, cool. Uh, scientists have successfully teleported an object from Earth to space for the first time, paving the way for some ambitious and futuristic breakthroughs. A team of researchers in China sent a photon, so it's just oh, like an atom. Yeah. Well, it's not an atom, but it's a photon. Yeah. From the ground to an orbiting satellite more than 300 miles above through a process known as quantum entanglement, according to MIT Technology Review. Wow. It's the farthest distance tested so far in teleportation experiments, the researchers said. Their work was published online on an open access site, ARXIV. Uh, it says for about a month, the scientists beamed up millions of photons from their ground station in Tibet into the low orbiting satellite. They were wow. successful in more than 900 cases. Wow. Uh, quote, this work establishes the first ground-to-satellite uplink for faithful and ultra-long-distance quantum teleportation, an essential step towards global-scale quantum internet. Wow. Uh, the team said in a statement according to MIT Technology Review, the MIT-owned magazine described quantum entanglement as a strange phenomenon that occurs when two quantum objects such as phone to- photons form at the same instant and point in space huh. and so share the same existence hmm. okay. in technical terms they are described by the same wave function this is kind of cool though. 
So now it's like, now what? Like, what are they going to do from here? You know? It says, um, the latest development comes almost a year after scientists successfully conducted the world's first quantum teleportation outside of a laboratory. Scientists have, scientists at the time determined quantum teleportation, which is often depicted as futuristic tool in science fiction films is in fact possible. Wow. So, it's hard to say if this can turn into sending us into space. Right. Just like, you know, like the yeah. teleport. <laughs> Beam uh, up, I'm sure that's still a long ways off. But if photons turn into being able to send matter. Yeah. Because, wow, this could get really fucking cool, man. Like, what's going to happen over the next decade, you know? It's pretty fascinating stuff. Well, at the very least, um, the, when they talked about the internet, it'll do massive like things for speed and yeah. and data transfer and stuff. So, could get fun. Like we're never gonna have another problem with buffering ever again. Ever. Even there in Iowa. So <laughs> yeah, Iowa, exactly is, right. Uh, um, Oh, uh, Captain Kirk is from, right? That's right. Yeah, or is that so. Nebraska? No, I thought it was Iowa. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, dude. it's Iowa. Is it? Okay. Yeah. I was never that big of a fan. I'm not a big enough fan to remember, but yeah. I know it was either Nebraska or Iowa. Holy effing crap, by the way. Yeah? You want to hear something really cool? Just a second. I got to figure this shit out. I, I got to find this. Um, premise. Okay. <clears throat> Super cool thing that I just found out here. Uh, it's this new show. I found it, guys. I found it on Netflix, okay? Um, please don't play a fucking ad. Please don't play an ad. Please don't play an ad. Virgin Mobile's Inner Circle Wireless Plan You're is so good, ad. we invited no. other Inner Circles to join. Oh, so, you. how about a year of wireless service for only a dollar when you buy an iPhone? You can't oh get a beef God. shin for a dollar. So anyway, what a pain in the ass. Are you still there, buddy? Yeah. Okay. So anyway, I found a a show on Netflix. Uh, it's called Riverdale. Have you heard about Riverdale? I haven't heard about it. I think I've seen it on there. Okay. So here's the deal. <laughs> I didn't know what to expect from Riverdale, Okay. Um, but then you start to recognize characters in Riverdale. You start to recognize, uh, like, one of the main protagonists is named Archie. His buddy, who he calls Jughead. Um, it, it's it's a take. It's a, a subversive take on Archie and his friends from the comics back in, like, what, the 50s? Exploring, you know, small town life and... What's interesting about it is if you took Archie comics and took all the Tom fuckery out of there and all of the giggles and all of the laughs, and now you throw in like a murder mystery who done it in a small town type of scenario, now you have what's called Riverdale, and it is fascinating. It's very well done, very very well done, and I would highly recommend. Like we're talking eight out of ten stars here, just on like IMDb. Like it's pretty good. 
pretty damn good. The acting is phenomenal. It's got Luke Perry in it. You know that? Oh, Luke Perry? I'll try to check it out. You should check it out. You would dig it. You would dig it. Right now, I'm watching American Gods. I'm in episode three, and it is the craziest, weirdest, most fucked up show. Is it? I think I've ever watched. Have you ever watched Preacher? No, I haven't. Is this on okay, uh, well, Netflix? Preacher's kind of crazy, and this is no, this is on Stars. Okay, okay, okay. It's I have three episodes in. I kind of have a vague idea who some of the people might be. Yeah. No, I don't really. I don't really know. I mean, they're. They're uh-huh. really not explaining much of anything except for gods and magic and the internet are connected and we may live they may be in a simulation, but some people are seeing all these weird things. And there's a African American queen lady that sucks people uh, has sex with people and sucks them into her vagina and when they go in there they're floating around in like a galaxy, all amazed. It's all up in Hey, maybe you just answered the question. <laughs> Maybe it's weird. <laughs> it's I keep going because I'm interested as to what exactly is <clears throat> yeah, going on. No but doubt, the imagery is great. It's shot in 4K and like the style of it, the graphics are amazing. Nice, that's pretty cool. What was it called? American Gods. Okay. I um, was listening to language of bromance and he mentioned the show on there yeah Pretty so sweet. I checked it out and I have still don't know what the hell's going on that's freaking awesome though that's pretty awesome good stuff my friend um oh wait it's your turn isn't it well you got another one real quick I got no plenty. I was just gonna say like uh the whole wiki the whole uh wikileaks thing that we've been kind of going on and following. I mean, everybody's been pretty much following it. Um, Julian Assange, I believe, is his name, correct? Uh, he's the guy that really yes, put out... He's um, <clears throat> political refugee in some country, you know, um, embassy, and he's not allowed to leave. Well, he's in he's fucking Ecuador, for- dude. Oh, really? Yeah, he's in Ecuador, and no, now he is absolutely not allowed to leave because now it is official. We are quote-unquote after him. He is now officially on the wanted list, you know what I mean? Like, it is uh, official. Like, if he goes outside of that freaking embassy, like we're probably going to get him. Now, it's a, it's a scary thought, and I can't even imagine what it would be like to be him. Um, now... Don't get me wrong. We already know, and he's publicly said this, um, fuck, hundreds of times. He has a a kill file. So if he were ever to, if he were ever to die in in a mysterious way or something that was not uh, expected or what have you, that um, this this file would be released and, you know outcome even more secrets it'd be like WikiLeaks times a million probably um, and so I don't know it, do you think that if he were captured do you think he would be you know shot on sight or do you think he would be it doesn't in matter if he was shot well I mean it matters to him obviously right. but the kill switch thing would still be in effect if he was just captured because he wouldn't be allowed to touch a computer. He wouldn't be allowed to go in and stop the thing from the time from expiring. 
So it was still effectively capturing him would still effectively release that. Sure. As long as, as long as whoever did the capturing didn't also capture that. Yeah. It's just interesting to me. Like I I don't know. If I were him, I'd be fucking terrified. Like I couldn't even imagine. But isn't I mean, wasn't he very pro Trump for quite some time? I don't know about that. I don't know if he was pro either. Maybe I, he was in the sense that it was something different and a businessman. Sure. And it wasn't a corrupt politician. Okay. Okay. I think that was more the support gotcha. that he was behind. So I'm like, wouldn't that be some freaking irony right there? If he's, you know, like, <laughs> he was like for the president and the presidency. Uh, that ultimately is about to seal his fate. Like, <laughs> like that's kind of weird. Um, no, I don't think he's only wanted by us. So no, that is uh, for damn sure. Uh, definitely, other people have their uh, have their sights on him. That's for damn sure. But I, I, I'm just gonna say it. Like, I don't, I don't expect him to be alive in five years. I hope I'm wrong, but I don't know, dude. In your opinion. And your absolute opinion is, it is bad he, to feel like I want to see those files. I so want to see those files. Too. Should happen. I would love to see those files. I mean, However, there, there's another. Th- they probably won't ever all be released no. in, unless he does die. Because then, if he does release everything, then he has no. Yeah, then he has no, no purpose anymore. Yeah, well, he um, has no playing cards anymore. So. It's just very interesting to me. Now, you know, obviously, some people. Um, they look at Julian Assange and they think, this guy's a fucking hero. This guy uh, is bringing to the forefront all the bullshit, all the corruption, all the all the negativity. I don't know if I the- like Julian Assange as much as I but like, like Snowden. Okay, but either See, one the of these gentlemen, with but Assange. either one of them, do you believe that these men are, are traitors? Are either one traitors of these men is traitors? A tough term because I, I don't know, man. It's pretty black and white to most people. It seems like though, they're like, "Oh, well, fuck it, him!" or "Oh my god, I love this guy." Like it's pretty much. I I don't know. I'm sitting it's a on hard the fence thing because yeah. I'm a patriotic person. Exactly. Um, the other thing is the difference between Assange and or WikiLeaks and Snowden is. WikiLeaks and Assange release everything, including people's names that that get uh, put the, put them in danger sometimes. Yeah. Whereas Assange or Snowden just uh, put out their that. proof that they were doing certain things. Yep. That X, Y, and Z is happening, has been happening, um, but left the the names basically out of it. Yeah. Julian Assange is like. Uh, here's how they're fucking up, and here's who's fucking up. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, go get them. Well, it's not only that. I, well, I've heard that, or read that there a lot. Some of the stuff in there have outed, you know, um, quote unquote, spies for the United States. Sure. While before they were safe from the people that they were like double agenting or, or whatever. So. Yeah. Good lord. I don't know. It's fascinating. I don't know. For me, honestly, I'm sitting on the fence. I don't know whether to call these gentlemen patriots. You know what I mean? Well, the other thing is, like we said before, 
all this is doing what well, I, I, I you can say you, people can make an argument and it'd be a very good argument that Trump could be a direct result for good or for bad right for things like this because people people are already so tired of politicians yes and the government that this could be actually doing something but in another sense do people really does it really change people's lives I don't think it's changed shit honestly all it's done is add more fuel for our fire so to speak uh, back to the whole Alex Jones thing again you know what I mean it's, it's dudes like us sitting here talking mad crazy shit that may actually be true or it may be completely false however we're interested in this stuff we are we're passionate to a certain extent about this stuff I don't know it, it's just people are going to look at it no matter what just like you suggested earlier as a crackpot theory and even if it is completely 100% provable there's they're still going to dismiss it because that's easier <laughs> Well, here, let's talk about aliens for a minute yes. here. Let's do Move this. away from politics. Let's do this. Astronomers have detected strange signals coming from a star 11 light years away. This comes from sciencealert.com. I may have seen something on this. Uh, astronomers say they have detected strange signals coming from the direction of a small dim star located 11 light years from Earth. Researchers picked up the mysterious signal on May 12th using the Arecibo Observatory, Observatory, a huge radio telescope built inside of a Peruvian or Puerto Rican sinkhole. Oh, wow. uh, the radio signal appears to be coming from Ross One Two Three. Oh, look at that! It was named after a Friends character, <laughs> a red dwarf star that not. That's not yet known right. to have any planets and is about 2,800 times dimmer than the sun. Damn. Uh, Abel Mendez, an astrobiologist at the University of Puerto Rico in Arecibo, said the star was observed for 10 minutes, during which time the signal was picked up and almost periodic. Interesting. Mendez said it's extremely unlikely that intelligent extraterrestrial life is responsible, but noted the possibility can't yet be ruled out. Now, what makes it? What makes them think that it's extremely unlikely? Right. Because that's what they have to say. Probably. Uh, I mean, even even people like us aware of this. this. Even people like us would say it's highly unlikely. You know, but still very interesting. While Arecibo is known for its role in efforts in, to search for signals from aliens, it's also great for looking at distance gal- distant galaxies and pinging near-Earth asteroids. Wow. It says Mendez thinks the signal is more likely from something humans put out in space, perhaps a satellite that passed thousands of miles overhead. 
Wouldn't they? I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah that's there right. is a lot of junk and shit up there. But. Well, there is, but I mean, don't you think that would be a little more recognizable? A little more decipherable? Yeah, they would have you know, certain patterns and signals exactly, and stuff. Exactly, exactly. Um, I don't know, dude. I think that would be like the first thing that you would be able to, to kind of eliminate as a possibility. Like, it does oh, say it's... that some communication satellites transmit in the frequency we observed. Huh. However, in a July 12th blog post about the mystery of Ross 128, he wrote, We have never seen satellite emit bursts like that and called the signals very peculiar. It sounds like somebody told him to tone it back a little bit. <laughs> You have done uh, it down, another man. possible explanation is a stellar flare or outburst of energy from the star's surface. Such bursts from the sun travel at light speed, emit powerful radio signals, and can disrupt satellites and communications on Earth as well as endanger astronauts. Fascinating. This is really cool. Mm-hmm. It says that starting around July 16th, which was yesterday, yes, they're sir. going to look at it again. So we'll see if that's still there or not. Oh, buddy. It's good stuff. It's good stuff. Yeah, a while back, we brought you a story. And I think we've, I think, Koopsik, I think you and I have talked about this uh, at least twice now. Um, that one star that they saw far off in the distance that kept dimming. Yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah. Well, now we talked about it a few times because yeah. there were different developments with it. Yeah, like the uh, the mega structure. I don't remember if we ever talked about that, but now they're saying like it's a, it's possible that it is a a mega structure that is uh, basically taking it. It's large enough to cover a, a star. And then basically suck the energy out of the son of a bitch, like giant solar yeah, that panels. That was the original or something. theory like, on it. Was that the original one? Yes, that oh, was the okay. very first. That's interesting. Theory put out there. See, I can't remember like any of this shit at all. I'm no good at this. So here we have a, a South Atlantic anomaly, um, which some are calling a portal to the parallel universe which is kind of fascinating. Let's see here. South Atlantic Anomaly, SAA, refers back to the region in which the Earth's internal Van Allen radiation belt comes closest to the Earth's surface. Uh, The South Atlantic Magnetic Anomaly, AMAS, or SAA, is a region where the innermost part of the Van Allen belt closest approximation to the Earth's surface. The result is that at a given altitude, the radiation intensity is higher in this region than in any other. Um, it says the AMAS is produced by a dip in the Earth's magnetic field in this region uh, caused by the fact that the center of the Earth's magnetic field is displaced relative to the geographic center by 450 kilometers. The South Atlantic anomaly affects satellites and other spacecraft with orbits a few hundred kilometers high and with orbital inclinations between uh, 35 degrees and 60 degrees in these orbits. So the satellites periodically pass through the AMAS, being exposed for several minutes to the strong radiations that exist there. 
the International Space Station orbiting at a slope of 51.6 degrees has required a special coating to deal with this specific problem. So this is what pisses me off about this. Nowhere in this does it even suggest that it is that it is a parallel universe. Nowhere. Do you see what I'm saying? This clickbait bullshit has got to stop. I mean, it's fascinating anyway, but it says nothing about a parallel universe at all. You there? Yeah, yeah, I'm here. I'm just thinking. I don't, I don't know if um, it's interesting. Don't get me wrong, but still pretty uh, pretty fucking stupid for making me uh, for making me read that. All right, well, we'll move on to something completely different. A dinosaur-like creature is reported on Lake Norman over the weekend in North Carolina. I'm like, where the fuck is that? North Carolina. It comes from the Charlotte Observer. Sweet. Uh, the latest in a sporadic series of monster sightings on Lake Norman has appeared on a website called Cryptozoology.com. A 35-year-old Mecklenburg County man told Cryptozoology he spotted the dinosaur-like creature Saturday morning while traveling on a boat with friends. There are several strange things about the Chimichurin common. What the fuck? Learning about, uh... No, I'm not. I'm not trying. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The man described this creature as splashing around in the water, 10 feet long and reminiscent of the mythical Loch Ness monster. Seriously. It's only four feet longer than me. That's not that big. I mean, for when it comes to monster like that. Right. Um, It was visible for about a minute before dropping below the surface, he told the website. Uh, No photos were included with the July 10th article, which identified the source only as a local salesman. Um... This is just the latest in an ongoing series of monster sightings on the man-made lake. Huh. So. Yep, that's all. A man, a man-made lake. Yeah. Huh. It's interesting, pal. Well, there's um, there's supposed to be a monster up in what is it, Okeechobee or whatever that Oka- is up north in Iowa. Okaboji. Okaboji. That's yep. right. Yep. Which that one's really shallow. The one that they, the so. one that the people claim that the monsters in is really shallow up there. Yeah. I Have you ever think, been up there? I've been up there a few times. Yeah, and I, I that's kind of what lends me or leads me to think that uh, people are probably just drunk, like really drunk, because yeah, is that well, what happens in that lake? I mean, that's just what happens in that town. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's just the town, kind of a party party place. Um, We have a latest warning here from the Pope himself. He says, quote, relationship with Jesus is dangerous and harmful. What? You heard it right here. You heard it here first, folks. Here we go. Pope Francis. Okay, so where's... Caught on camera. It's right here. Um, Just a second. Just a second. Where's the actual source source? Where are you reading it on? Well, I'm going to disclose. But they always get their stuff from other people. However, here it's not. I'll have to go back, I'm sure, to look. Um, But anyway, 
Pope Francis caught on camera attempting to steer his flock away from Jesus Christ, warning that, quote, having a personal relationship with Jesus is dangerous and very harmful, unquote. Breaking with centuries of Christian tradition, Pope Francis told a crowd of 33,000 Catholics in Rome that a, quote, personal, direct, immediate relationship with Jesus Christ uh, must be avoided at all costs, raising fears he is an illegitimate pope with a sinister agenda. The speech, which took place June 25th, is merely the latest eyebrow-raising announcement by the liberal pope. (laughs) Here we go. Last week, Pope Francis told the Italian newspaper La Repubblica yeah, that's the one. That's that's what I said. That the United States of America has quote a distorted vision of the world unquote, and Americans must be ruled by a world government as soon as possible quote for their own good unquote. The week before, he also called for a one world government and political authority, arguing that the creation of the one world government is needed to combat major issues such as climate change. Pope Francis is determined to steer his flock away from Jesus. Um, warned his followers not to enter into a personal relationship. I've already said this. Yeah. Interesting stuff. So now the conspiracy theorists out there are having a flipping heyday with all of this. Um, but yeah, dude. It makes you wonder. It makes you wonder. I could probably uh, I could probably post that up. So there is a video of him actually, you know, saying all of this. But interesting stuff, brother. What what uh, what what do you say? Mm, I'm looking at the actual entire thing he said, which is is it taken out of September twenty fourth of last year? No, this is June twenty fifth. In his September 24th Verseps homily at St. Patrick's Cathedral addressing a group of priests and religious people, Pope Francis said, we could get caught up in measuring the value of our apostle apostle how is that anyways, works (laughs) by the standards of efficiency, good management and outward success which governs the business world. Not that these things are unimportant. We have been entrusted with a great responsibility, and God's people rightly expect accountability from us. But the true word, the true worth of our apostolate, is measured by the value it has in God's eyes. To see and evaluate things from God's perspective calls for constant conversation in the first days and years of our vocation, and need to, I say, it calls for great humility. The cross shows us a different way of measuring success. Ours is the plant. Ours is to plant the seeds. God sees to the fruits of our labors. And if at times our efforts and works seem to fail and produce no fruit, we need to remember that we are followers of Jesus, and His life, humanly speaking, ended in failure in the failure of the cross. So he was. It was taken out of context. Well, no, he's but, saying there. But you're you're reading the wrong speech. I think you said that was from June of last year, correct? September. Oh, September of last year. I mean, this is from June 25th of this year. Well, what's the? Does it have something written out as to what they say? Yeah, I mean, it's got the video here. 
it has the video or whatever, but we're not going to be able to understand him. <laughs> you know what I mean? It says, there is no do-it-yourself in the church. No freelancers. Let me see here. Non esistono battitori liberi. Quante volte Papa Benedetto ha descritto la Chiesa come un noi. It's, yeah. Well, I'm like, we're not going to be able to understand him. But, I mean, it is subtitled. But... Ecclesiale. To be quite honest with you, I don't necessarily trust the subtitles because I can do that work and I can put in any fucking thing I wanted. You know what I mean? Well, I type in... Uh, Pope calls Jesus a lie. No, he just said Which a relationship. A is. relationship with Jesus is dangerous and harmful. But yeah, pretty crazy stuff. Let's see. Askacatholic.com. Yes, please. Yes, please. Hi guys, why did the Pope say, or why did the Pope say it was dangerous to have a personal relationship with God? Here's a quote: Pope Francis described as dangerous the temptation to believe that one can have a personal, direct, immediate relationship with Jesus Christ without communion with the meditation of the Church. So he's so saying he, that, yeah, something different than what they're putting. Completely into it. different, actually. These fuckers. That anything that is going to further their new world order um, desire. Like, it's all, it's almost like they're speaking this shit into existence. It's almost like they want this to happen so fucking bad that they're willing to literally make up anything uh, for to, uh, to prove their case in any way. It's sickening, man. It's like, I don't know. I don't get people. I just don't understand people. Shit. Did I lose you? I mean, no, no. Oh, okay, I was okay. Thinking it's. I mean, so when I type that stuff in, yeah. you should see the amount of YouTube videos that pop up and stuff. And, <laughs> I mean, I've, I've gone down that path before of those kind of videos. I remember, so. Um, oh, God, what's his name? Crazy guy from Independence Day. Yeah. Like Randy Quaid? Yeah, Randy Quaid. <laughs> when that video came out. I followed the path, you know, because it has suggested videos. I followed a bunch of suggested videos and, and, you know, clicked on one and then clicked on one and then clicked on one and then clicked on one. And there was this guy. He has thousands and thousands of followers and his videos were ridiculous for one thing. Just terrible. One of them was about how the New Madrid fault. uh, This was... um, like two or three years ago and they had some date picked out not two or three years ago whenever it was they had some date picked out and it was coming up and it was one of those end of the world dates and oh okay and he was going into all these different things and and he tied it all into how the new madrid fault was going to split and split the united states in half wow and the uh, gulf of the ocean uh, the ocean in the gulf is going to fill up and completely flood the Mississippi and just like completely split the United States in half. Damn. Just crazy stuff like that. Well, I'm glad he was wrong. 
<laughs> I mean, we could have oceanfront property. That's true. In the Mississippi. It's very true. It's oceanfront property in Iowa here. Looking good. Looking good. <laughs> I don't know. Oh you could God. spend hours and hours on there just watching yeah. crazy, and it's fun sometimes. Just watching crazy. <laughs> See how far down the rabbit hole you really want to go. Uh, I've I've but, done that too. I've gone on that uh, that little downward spiral. I've definitely done that a time or five. I used to do it more. Actually, oh, yeah. I used to do it a lot more before YouTube was even a thing. I would yeah. read forums, and those oh. you can get deep into <laughs> crazy shit on forums. <laughs> I love it. Let's end the show with a bang. Ooh. All right. This big hole in the sun is not a good thing. Uh-oh. This comes from Mysterious Universe. It's not a good thing. While NASA experts and eye doctors are warning that the upcoming solar eclipse is not something to look at directly, fortunately some NASA scientists are peering through their smoked glasses at the sun, and what they see is ominous at best, apocalyptic at worst. Damn. Uh, what they've spotted is a 75,000-mile-wide hole Jesus that's Christ. big enough to be seen from Earth, big enough to be given a name, AR-2665, and potentially big enough to produce M-class solar flares, which can knock out communication satellites, create radiation storms, yeah. and cause electro or electronic chaos. Oh, this will be fun. Uh, AR-2665 has a lot of things to worry about. It was discovered by NASA's Solar Dynamics Observatory between July 5th and 11th, 2017, so just a few days ago. And in a cautious statement from NASA, quote, seems to be growing rather quickly. That's all they said. Um, well, th- I don't know if that's all they said, but that was uh, part of the statement. It says, while that in itself is not Ooh. unusual, the sun is in a solar minimum period of its 11-year cycle, which means there would be very little, if any, sunspot activity at all. AR-2665 shouldn't be happening, nor should the smaller sunspots in its group. Uh, what's worse is, uh, What's worse, its core is the size of the Earth. The planet, the sunspot, is now facing and threatening. So not only can we see it and it's there, it's, it's facing us. That's amazing. Um, it's not the hole that's worrisome. It's what comes out of them. A sunspot of this magnitude has the potential to create a solar coronial mass ejection Ugh. or flare yeah. like the 1859 Carrington event, which lit up the sky worldwide and knocked out the communication grid at the time, telegraphs. Which, uh, while let's be honest here, how how detrimental would that be? I mean, we have planes in the sky that would Bingo. probably be knocked out. They of the would sky. literally drop out of the sky. All of our, yes. I mean, it, uh, we would lose a lot of. We would be very inconvenienced on in a lot of things, but yes. we would have a lot of big problems too. Big, big. Um, oh, it said also while giving operators electrical shocks. So it not only knocked out the telegraphs, it shocked, shocked the them. people that were using them at the time. So, question, pal. You and I sitting here on our fancy little microphones. Yeah, we our, have electrical things attached to everywhere. Our yes, and they are literally 
cupping our ears and uh, pretty much directly in, in our mouth. Um, I mean, there's a lot of shit going on here. What do you say we wrap the show? Like, <laughs> just, um, we're faced away from the sun at the moment. Right, we might be right. okay if it goes off. I mean, it's dark out. I don't know. It it's may so wrap crazy, around though, and get dude. us anyways. Anyways. Now, they say this is very visible to us. Um, like, just with the Why don't you go eye. out tomorrow and stare at the That's sun for was... a little while and report back to us? <laughs> after I go to the eye doctor afterwards, yeah. I'll absolutely uh, do that. says, uh, <laughs> that seems quaint when compared with what could happen today if, and yeah. NASA warns when, a similar flare hits the thousands of communication satellites currently in orbit and the electrical power grid that covers the Earth. Uh, is this giant hole a harbinger to a Carrington-class event? The last coronal mass ejection of this size was observed on July 23rd, 2012, when its traje- trajectory fortunately took it away from Earth. A lesser wow. March 1989 solar storm knocked out power across Quebec. Uh, should we be prepared for a planetary blackout disaster? This is what I'm wondering, man. Like, if it was uh, this says, big... This is it, huge. It, it could be the source of for solar flares, but it could, but it is too early to predict just what it will do. Uh, forecasters from the NOAA uh, initially gave AR two six six five a twenty five percent chance of M class flares. That doesn't mean the fatal flare could hit Earth, but right. do they really think they tell the general public first? I doubt it, man, because you, you think about mass hysteria and, and things of that nature. Well, think of this. It says, uh, this is the 40th anniversary of the biggest blackout to ever hit New York City. Oh. It was caused by damages to lines at a nuclear plant, not flares. Okay. Uh, but what would happen to nuclear plants? I mean, yeah. generators, which I mean, it, depends on, it depends on the type of flare. It could have an EMP type effect too. Exactly, that's what I was just thinking. I'm like, uh, see, me personally, um, I don't know. You talk about end of the world slash doomsday type scenarios or anything like that. I think this or something like this is the most plausible. You know. Uh, okay, so you've seen movies just as much as I have. Sure. I'm sure. Have you ever seen the movie? Um, oh, I'm sure you've seen it. Ocean's Eleven. The oh, hell one. yes. Hell yes. They black out the city for, I don't know, 30 seconds. Yeah. And what happens on the casino floor? I don't remember. Everybody goes crazy trying to grab Oh, shit. just grabbing money and shit. Yeah. Just and that's because it. it was dark in there necessarily. Sure. But if all communication goes down, if all electrical things go down, if we have no TV, no reporting, no cell phone, no way, no landline, no way of getting hold of anybody. Right. Imagine the rampant like chaos, and people are just going to take advantage of it. Yeah, for sure, they are. Um, it says estimates today are the costs of a Carrington class event would start in the trillions and only go up from there. Oh wow! Do you think governments, financial institutions, and big business want you to know the big one is coming before they've had a chance to hide their assets? something to think about interesting while we look at the eclipse we all could be staring at it when it happens we could be walked by the moon i mean maybe kansas city maybe our region will be saved because we're blocked by the moon and when is that supposed to go down i forget 
mid-August. Yeah, August. I think it's August 21st. Okay, okay. I think. Yeah, no, I think you're right. Like I said, though, I if of everything, I think that's the most plausible thing that could potentially happen that would constitute like a doomsday type scenario. And that's just me. Um, no, I don't believe in an alien apocalypse or, or not an alien apocalypse. I don't believe in a, in a zombie apocalypse or anything like that. Um, I don't believe that a nuclear war is going to happen anytime soon. I don't believe that we're going to be invaded by aliens or any of that bullshit. I just, I just don't. But this is something real, real world that has happened before. Um, and if it did happen again, it would fuck a lot more stuff up than just a telegraph. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like it would, uh, it would do some damage. It would probably take weeks, if not longer, if not years, to rebuild that. Depending on the strength. Well, that's the other thing. I am not sure, and it doesn't say in the article if it's permanently damaged or just knocked out for a little while. Would and we have to be. run new wires? I, I see. I think it's dependent on on the severity of of what is coming at us, or the, even the type of, of thing that is coming at us. Um, I don't know, man. Like you said, Holy it could crap. have it could have like some EMP type effect. Uh, which could potentially breaking, fuck a lot of stuff up. Breaking news. Yeah, when what's up? Happen? Doesn't give a time. Breaking. Um, there's been a swarm of earthquakes outside of Russia, but it's also right next to... It's not far from Japan. No. Biggest so far, 7.7, but I'm looking at... There's probably 10 on my app. No way. And there's a 7.7, 6 oh, 6.2, 5.1. I'm looking at it right now. And then there's a ton of other 5.1s, but they don't know about tsunamis. What if another tsunami hits Fukushima or something? So I'm just wondering. Gosh, man. Okay, so right here. Today's earthquakes in Russia. Well, this hasn't updated yet, so. My God. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at it. That's. Uh, it looks like it was about an hour ago, two hours ago. This hasn't hit like the major stations yet, or major uh, news outlets yet, at least with any like urgency. Well, hopefully, God. Hopefully, this doesn't. Like you talk about, you know, the the threat of tsunami and things of that nature, and here's hoping that it doesn't get to that. Good lord. Well, I mean, it could. That's right next to Alaska, too. 7.34, 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I think that's Eastern Standard Time. 6.34. Oh, uh, the biggest tsunami that has been um, recorded so far is 3.6 inches above the tide level. Huh. So maybe it didn't cause a tsunami, but no, not yet. Interesting. All right. Very very cool. All right, babe. Well, let me ask you a question of an article I just saw. It's just the headline. Yeah. Would you watch a horror movie about a giant butthole in the forest? <laughs> it's a horror movie. About a giant butthole in the forest. In the forest. On the forest floor. No. 
You wouldn't? It's a Kickstarter campaign. <laughs> so people like, you know, just aimlessly wandering throughout the woods and they come across a giant ass on the on the floor. Here's what it forest. says. The story has been excavated from the deep recesses of my spirit <laughs> and I greatly appreciate that you have taken the time to explore these crooks and crannies. Oh my God. I find it slightly embarrassing to admit my personal connection to the material, especially the more grotesque qualities inherent in the piece. But nonetheless, it is very much an autobiographical tale about <laughs> repression. <laughs> One of the most universally yet taboo topics in the history of the planet. Film along with the group based. So I'm taking from this that it's about a fascination with this guy's fascination with his own butthole. Right. And he is turning it into like an artsy film of a butt. And he's exploring it in the forest. Yes. I guess there's nothing wrong with that. (laughs) Do what you want to do, man. I don't know if I'm going to go see the uh, film. Different strokes for different folks. You know what I mean? Look, we're not here to judge. We're not here to judge. It's interesting. It's just a funny title. I love it. I love it. All right, peeps. We're going to let you go. But before we do, my good pal uh, Jason over here is going to talk to you about some good pals of ours over at a kick-ass place called Pod Bros. Yeah, they got 30-plus different shows. We are the only paranormal show, as far as I know, we're still the only paranormal show. I they have so. great shows like our buddies, the um, language of bromance. Let me go on here. Bromance. And are you cruising over about, Yeah, I'm going to pull it up real quick. Nice. See if they see who they got new on there, because I know they got a few new ones and stuff. Hell yeah. They do have a, a Jean-Claude Van Damme cast. You uh, you have mentioned that, which is awesome, by the way. Let's see. Let's go to their shows. Um, the AB Film Review, Another Dragon, which is uh, like uh, Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, jiu-jitsu, Big Jiu-Jitsu. Yeah. Uh, Bloke Busters, which is about films. Uh, Dave's Nerd Compendium. Uh, <laughs> Devil Dog Podcast. Downriver Top Team. I don't not sure what that's about your very own ectoplasm show e pre talk which is about grand prix racing nice. uh they have various other gaming podcasts uh, i'm thirsty too. it's about drinking beer the uh jean pod van damme cast <laughs> the jeff sanguish show is it's basically a nerd show too i listened to that one yeah um pencil and ink reviews of not sure what that is. Take Aim Outdoors is about archery hunting. Mm, the Accidental Wrestling Fan. Sarcasm City Podcast. Yes. Tinfoil Hat with Heather. That show is not necessarily paranormal. It's about movies. It's about science fiction books and movies. Uh, the Worst Millennials Podcast. I'm curious as to about that. I was going to say, I might want to check that out <laughs> what do you do and how do you do it that is what john uh turned pod bros promotions into so how he interviewed us that's what he's doing with that show yep super awesome super awesome so yeah highly go on suggest. twitter and ask him if he's still wandering around <laughs> the slumps of michigan absolutely absolutely 
Oh, my goodness. I love that. And after you get done reaching out to him, you can reach out to us, 913-730-7255. Ectoplasmshow at gmail.com. We are Instagramming and tweeting over at Ectoplasmshow. The Ectoplasm Show on Facebook and ectoplasmshow.com. <sighs> Go check out our sponsors, Big Rip Brewing Company. That's right. um, Paranormal Warehouse. Paranormal Warehouse and the EGT Project. That's right. As well as podcasting friends out there. Hell yes. Cruise on over. Uh, Tell the Hysteria 51 guys to piss off. Tell Conspiracy Bot to keep kicking ass. We'll talk to you guys very, very soon. Peace out.